Welcome to this special broadcast of the RBA Returners Podcast, brought to you by Ultimate Guard. Welcome to this next episode of the RBA Returners Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Adams. Joining me in the booth, as always, John Schreiner. John, say hi to everyone. Hello, Chris. How are we doing tonight? Doing great, doing great. We got a big event happening this weekend, and we've got a lot to talk about, but uh, we will be right back after this break. This broadcast is copyrighted by RVA Productions for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast, pictures, descriptions of cards without the express written consent of FFTCG is prohibited. Spoilers, promos, upcoming events, and a weekend getaway that you don't want to miss coming up after these messages. One in ten players doesn't shower before a tournament. If that's you, please remember, a clean tournament is everyone's responsibility. Shower. It's what you do. John, welcome back to Monday Night Podcasting. It is uh, it is crunch time here for Final Fantasy TCG North that's America. That's right, Chris. That's absolutely right. Some of the, uh, the greatest players... In North America are gathering this weekend, this weekend on the field of battle to see who will round out the world's team in this two deck format. And then we're going to see, you know, uh, about a month, that month and a half down the road, I believe it is, is when the world championships are. John, I know you're going to be in the mix. How excited are you about it? I couldn't be more excited, Chris. This is one of my favorite weekends of the year. I just get to see everybody. I get to play the game I love at a high level, get to compete for those sweet prizes see john you're no stranger to competition uh you you know you're you're a multi-time day two competitor uh i believe you've won your locals what four weeks in a row now you're, something like you're that, no stranger, i've got, I've got no a couple rings yeah a couple rings no stranger to the pressure that you'll be you'll be under for the entire weekend um you know like i said before this is a two deck format this is something that you know up until recently not a lot of people have been practicing it's been something that hasn't been uh it was something that was introduced in the latter half of the season the much latter half like pretty much after the season was over yeah it's um i mean what they've got some testing in at euros with it chris and the only other place you've been able to catch any of that action has been here on the rva returnals channel absolutely so Throughout this broadcast, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, players we expect to do well, decks we expect to see, as we've been kind of talking about this the last couple of weeks. And we're going to end with our top four, who not only do we think is going to win the event, but who is going to round out the top four. So you you might want to stick around for that. We'll be back after this quick commercial break. Try the Returners Hideout Weekly. It's free. There's free tournaments firing every Monday and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Registration is available in the Returners Hideout Discord. Just reach out and you'll get the link. Join us. What are you waiting for? If you haven't joined up now, it's time. Returners Hideout worked for me. Listen to one of these testimonials. I got better. That's right. Come on down to the Returners Hideout Weekly. All right, guys, lots of news this week. Um, first up, we're just going to dive right in, John. Let's go ahead and talk about um, the first, or I guess the first thing that popped up, because we got a lot of spoilers, uh, but we'll lead in with the November promo. It was revealed that uh, Glacia, Glacia Labolas is our November full art promo. And I'm going to tell you right now, that thing is gorgeous. 
Yeah, Chris, I mean, these Mobius full arts, I mean, we've gotten a peek at some Fucking of them in the sick, starter deck, right? just like, whoa, looking great. Yeah, extremely, extremely sick. So those will start popping up here soon. I know that is the November promo, so I'm sure it'll be like a lot of these other ones. Uh, you know, they'll have foils for probably, you know, the top placings. I would, ex- would, do you think that's a promo you're getting at Nats, or do you know if you're getting something else? Um, I'm not sure. I know we get the, uh, the Zidane promo. Okay. I don't know so if maybe that's what you're getting promo. Maybe we get Alba because yeah. she's current. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you never know. You never know. But, uh, you know, that will kind of lead into spoilers. Now, we've gotten a, a few. Um, it looks like the community spoilers have started to pop up. Not that these first two are, uh, or the first three, I should say. But the rest of them are just, they've been coming fast since, the since like I said, community spoilers have started this mm-hmm. week. Um, but we'll lead in with the ones that popped up first. And, of course, I'm talking about, um, you know, one that we kind of mentioned before, and that's a new Camelot. Uh, let's go ahead. I got it pulled up here. I can go ahead and read it to you. Um, it's an ice forward 4K Camelot. Um, Job is actually a descendant of the Zillart, which is actually one we talked about, uh, I believe, last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. Uh, category 11 for it as expected. Um, it says if you control a card named Eldnarsh, the cost for playing Camelot onto the field is reduced by two. When Camelot enters the field, if your opponent controls four or more dull characters, characters, your opponent discards a card from his or her hand. John, what do you think? I'm I'm not sold on Camelot. This whole Eldenarsh, Camelot, and I uh, forget the name of the ice backup. It's the weird one. Uh, Ye- Yevnol, Yevnol, or whatever it Yevnol. is. Yevnol. Yevnol, whatever. It, this sounds like a really solid, like, limited kind of package, right? Like, if you're if you're playing draft or seal, this is something I think you could kind of rally behind. But yeah, as so, far as constructed applications, tell me what you think. So the weird thing is that, like, if you have Eldenarsh, Camelot costs two less. And mm-hmm. if you have Camelot, Eldenarsh costs two less. So there's like no best order to play them in. There's no like, mm-hmm. um, uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, there's not really like a clear path there. It's like you just play one or the other when you get to. Um, because like Camelot is a 2CP for, you know, a 2CP AK who you'll really mm-hmm. only play him if you know you're playing into that second ability being activated. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, a 2CP AK who discards a card from their hand is pretty great, right? But that means we have to have Eldnarsh on the field. When an Eldnarsh, when mm-hmm. we look at Eldnarsh, we think, oh, well, a 3CP 9K who dulls a character is pretty great. But it's like, on both of these, we're like giving them the benefit of the discount here. And I think that that makes them a, a lot weaker for them. If this like backup that search for them, if there was something else instead that was like another piece that had some reduction for one of them to kind of give you yeah. like a direction of like who to play first or like a nice curve for them. And it's just kind of weird. No, no, I agree with that a hundred percent. Like I said, I, I think it's really solid and limited. Um, maybe if they do get that other piece, it might be, you know, something you could consider a constructive, but just right now, I just don't think they're good enough. I mean, I think, I think the backup's good enough, but I don't know if you're playing uh, this camel not like really at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I'm sure people will try it. We'll see. But it has to be something that entices me to not play the cards I'm already playing. Like the so exactly. But thankfully, the other card that was spoiled that day, uh, I think, is a lot better. Um, I still don't think it's great, but I think it's got a lot going for it. And of course, I'm talking about Aria, uh, Category Three Aria. Uh, she's a two CP backup, but don't let that fool you. She has a bit of a, a, a restriction here. Um, if you don't control any for, uh, forwards, 
Aria does not activate during your active phase. But her ability is tap all the forwards you control, gain a thousand power until the end of the turn. Now, John, you know, we've, we've talked about this card all week, and there are some ways to mitigate that weakness. Um, with uh, another, I mean, a, another card that we was spoiled, uh, you know, the first thing that came to people's mind was no no. Mm -hmm. You know, for some multiple pumps during the attack phase. But, John, what do you, what do you think of Arya? I, I, I don't, I think there's a lot of good here. But I don't think it's like blowing the hinges off of something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I think that that card is a two CP backup in water that has mm -hmm. a really really high upside, and I don't think the mm -hmm. downside is nearly as bad as it may seem at first. Mm -hmm. um, if you're just sitting there with the only kind of deck where you're like you just don't want to have forwards on the field, mm -hmm. right? Is like the mill or the super control decks, which is not you know water benefits from just having a lot of guys on the field. Like mm -hmm. water's all about having a big field. So um, I also think that it's cool. You can like have a monster on the field and activate it in response, so that mm -hmm. when her ability finishes triggering and it checks, you do have a forward. Like you know, but you can still get away with like dodging a board wipe on your opponent's turn. Yeah. Um, but in general, I just think that like you said, even uh, like once a turn is good, twice a turn is crazy, and any more than that is actually just insane. Oh, like, just nuts. Yeah, just like hey. like oh, what the hell is going on? And can we also talk about? I believe uh, this one and Camelot are all both are both in full arts. Yeah, and these I really, I, I mean, this gorgeous. card especially is gorgeous. Yeah. You got yeah, the, just, a, you could have the Bay deck. You just have Aria, Refia, like all these just oh man, these like full art beauties. Dude, absolutely. So I think the card's good. So the next card was the card of the week, John. It's uh, the Dark Legendary for this mm -hmm. set, and it's uh, it's Hien. He's a uh, four CP nine K category three job mage and he has a really really good ability and i think this is the most important part of the card um and that ability is discard one card colon name one element he cannot be chosen by summons or abilities of the named element and does not receive any damage from summons or abilities of the named element this turn <sighs> his second ability not as great but still could just maybe win you a game on the spot it's for three and tap choose up to two characters and dull them you mean you can only pay with fire cp ice or lightning cp to use this ability john i'm gonna lead off on this card man i, I think this card is really really good um i think the fact that he's a four cp 9k is really good i think his biggest downside is that he's a dark card but he does play well with the rest of that package the camelot the gestal he just kind of fits right in with that synergy um, yeah, because he can the, just filter out dark cards from your hand. Yeah, and he yeah, because you can actually you can discard cards to that ability, mm -hmm. which is really really powerful. And the fact that you can just do that at instant speed. So if you're they try to do something to him, you're like, no, I'll name wind. And if they try to do something else, you're like, ah, well, I'll name this instead. So you know you can just protect him from, but also but also don't forget that then you can't use that element on him either if it's being mm -hmm. one of those weird things where you need mm -hmm. to pump him or something. But I, 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 from what I see so far, when I look at this card, this to me, this guy says this is the bomb you want in Limited because this guy's probably not dying. Yeah, dude, that guy's got that barrier shift flavor on lock. Yeah. And he is... Um, so, I mean, this ability, I think one of the most important things about it is... Cam says it can't be chosen by someone's abilities of that color, right? But this guy goes one step further. 
And it's actually a completely unique effect in the second half of the effect that says mm -hmm. that he also doesn't receive damages from summons or abilities of the named element this turn. So what that means is like, oh, they fiend at a cleave the board, and you're like, no, no. My boy, no, no. it doesn't matter if it doesn't target. If it's doing board-wide damage, untargeted, he stops that too. So really, the yeah. only thing that's getting around this guy is the Shantoto. Yeah, or a board-wide break. I yeah, I think this card's really good. Like I said, I think if he was any other color than dark, I think he'd be absolutely busted. Mm -hmm. Card's good, and I think I think the fact that he's dark will be what limits him seeing more play than I think he can. Yeah, I mean, he's just uh, he's definitely going to be that. played. Lightning is, I think, where he belongs because that's a deck that builds the backups really fast. Then you kind of have these turns where you use them for everything. This is those turns where you're like, all right, well, I'll just stole him and three backups, and cool. Now the rest of my rest of the team gets through, or you do that. Then off the other two backups, you play like a Diana and an Alba, and oh, look at that! Conveniently, Alba can swing in. Yeah, um, I, I think he's going to see a lot of play. All right, so next up, uh, John, this is where it starts the community spoilers, and uh, this first one I'm really excited about for a couple reasons. That I'll say after I uh, after I read it. It's a one CP ice summon. Category 12, two things I'm excited about. And it's an EX burst. And it says, choose one dole forward, deal it 4,000 damage, and draw a card. Ooh. John, I, I actually like this card a lot. I really, really do. Because um, obviously we've been playing with that one CP Shiva that does, what, 5K to a dole forward? Mm -hmm. um, I will gladly draw a card in lieu of 1,000 power. Oh man, um, and decks like Fire Ice love this card, especially man. with Terra. Terra makes this card a lot more potent. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just like look at the how good the Belias is because he's got that cantrip effect. He only you know, draws you that card on yep. top of his effect. This is mm -hmm. like like if you combo this with a Sid Reigns, you've taken a yeah. card from their hand and put one in your hand. Like the advantage on that is huge, and killed one of their guys. I think this card's a fine, like, in Fire Ice, I could easily see it being, like, a one or two of. Um, nothing crazy, right? Because, like, it, it, it's just, like, Furion and Sid Reigns in that regard. Like, you're you're using them for that little extra combo damage. Um, and I don't think you're not replacing Glacia or anything with this anytime soon. Mm -hmm. uh, I think this card is just really good. I think it's a good limited card as well because it draws you a card and it's EX burst. I love that it's Category 12. Um because I, I think that's a good solid summon, uh, not uh, for title, because you know you can combo it with the uh, with legendary ball Thier. You know you could tap. You know you could oh. tap him, put two K on something, play a backup ready him, tap him, put two K on something, and boom, then nail something for four K. Um, so I think the uh, the con and then you're drawing a card off of it, right? So. I think there's some neat things you can do there. I'd probably, I, I, I would definitely test it out for sure. Um, but card's good. I, I, I like it a lot. I don't, I think it'll see as much play as the other one CP Shiva. It's not for every deck, but I definitely think it's. Uh, um, I think it's. I think the juice may be worth the squeeze on that one. Yeah, I think it's a really strong card, and I actually think it's going to see um, quite a bit of play. Yeah, I like it. Um, so next up, we have the, our next community spoiler, and we have. Uh, this guy is fucking Buckaboo's inner city. This dude has been just serving hard time. Just got out. This is Buckaboo's just jailbird ass cousin. Uh, Gan uh, Gancano? Gancan Gancano style. I don't know. 
Yeah, um, it's a four CP fire monster, uh, uh, goblin, uh, which which is actually relevant for a card I'll read here in a second. Um, it's a uh, four. I said four CP uh, category thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, put Gankana into the break zone. Choose a four. Deal at eight thousand damage. Damage five. Uh, put Gankana into the break zone. Choose one for it. Deal at ten thousand damage. And then it goes to explain what the damage five threshold. Mm-hmm. Um, John, I think this card's fine. Um, and it. The reason I like it, you know, you and I actually talked about it today because a lot of this stuff was spoiled today. This is cards like this were one of the, you know, or lacking cards like this was the reason I think Opus 9 Limited was very meh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having these little, um, you know, we, we like to say dink and dunk, but having cards like this <laughs> that can, that just, you know, removal, like just having good, strong, limited removal cards. Yeah. Um, this at like, so far, yeah, at common and rare. Like I think this is a card that in limited. Like if you're if you're in fire, you take this. You take this piece of removal. Oh yeah, for sure. It's and, hard and for I, them I, to interact with it too. So even though it is a paced ability, it's like it's a right. little safer than most like forwards would be. Right, and I I don't really see this seeing much play in standard. I mean, just because it's like all the monsters that do things kind of hang out at these low. Um, at, you know, like two, one, two, maybe three cost. I think once you're getting into four cost territory, I don't think you're worth it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Unless, unless, unless your name is like Big Dumpy or Calbrenna, because they they do something. They're they're a little bit. They're I mean they they're bodies that stick around, right? Whereas this, you're paying four to pretty much Bahamut something. Bahamut here. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get behind it here. But I do like a damage five. I think it's actually a really solid card. But if you're a damage five, I don't want to do like a four CP do nothing. You know what I mean? That at, at sorcery speed. Because like if you play that, you know, it could easily be killed before you can do what you you know, before you find the right target for it. I'd rather just I'd rather just play the Bahamut or another four CP summon from my hand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think it's I think it's great and limited. I think cards like that we absolutely need in limited. But yeah, I agree. What about you, Jeff? You I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, that I that's what I've been saying to people today that it's not super excited for constructed, but I mm-hmm. really like these types of removal for limited formats. Mm-hmm. I think they're really important. I think that there was mm-hmm. virtually no removal in Opus Nine besides Bahamas yeah. Zero, and it made Bahamas Zero kind of busted. So yeah. it's like well, they, all, it was all at rare. It was all at a heroic and higher. Well, that's like, the thing, right? Is it's like you had to be lucky to get it, and so the rarity being low is important. That having like uh, a nice rubber banding effect, especially for something like uh, it's not damage mm-hmm. six, which is huge because again, that's good for limited. Um, mm-hmm. I really do enjoy cards like this. If you know, like, like mm-hmm. if you're gonna have filler, quote unquote, it's cool because it serves an alternative purpose. Exactly, it doesn't hurt them. To I agree with card, that. You know, like not at all. Yeah. Plus, like you and said, it's speaking of which, with uh, with something else coming up right up next. Yeah, I was gonna say. Speaking of that, like uh, speaking of filler cards, but cards that play well. Again, these little limited packages. We have another uh, another backup of uh, Verena. Mm-hmm. She's a three CP water backup, category eleven. Um, let's see. She's an EX burst. When uh, Verena enters the field, you may search for one job goblin or card named goblin and add it to your hand. Um, like literally. This card works perfectly with the one before it. It works with the old the old fire goblins. Um, I think this card's fine. I think uh, obviously again in limited. 
I think it, it, it shines really well because this card lets you get your removal while building, you know, a board state. In standard, I mean, maybe I could see it if you're playing like some sort of fire water deck with that forward goblin, uh, the one that's like the two CP turns to a 5K or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some synergy there. Um, card's fine. I think the card's fine for what it is. It's, again, we're looking at these cards now that are like we're just seeing these little limited synergies, and I, I like that. That makes for to me that's going to make for a fun set. What do yeah. you think, John? I agree that it's important. I mean, there's uh, definitely going to be more goblins that come out. I wouldn't be surprised to see another couple colors of this guy, or just like a new Final Fantasy Eleven goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. You know, any three drop EX birth tutor that hits not just a job, but like almost every three drop EX birth tutor that hits a job has been relevant, except maybe this Fiat searcher, right? Yeah. Like I think all the rest of them are relevant. And mm-hmm. this not only hits job, but it also hits card names. So that's good for any kind of synergy. You know, it just makes it even wider of a net. And I'm sure that it's going to find something cool to catch. These kinds of cards I love. I fall in love with these cards. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. Um, and speaking of cards that I think are really, really nuts, uh, this next spoiler. This was uh, this was Mr. Cool spoiler. This was uh, the World Champ spoiler. And how fitting is it? Uh, we have a new Bartz. He's a four CP wind backup uh, job uh, category uh, Fiat Rhythm and uh, five, obviously Job Wanderer. Four CP backup. Keep it simple. Ex burst when Bartz enters the field. Activate all characters you control. Ugh. So. John, we, we, we've actually been talking about this card a lot today, right? Card's, card's good. Um, and, like, at first glance, like, you could easily say, and I, and I said it, that obviously this card, it seems like it doesn't go in mono win because why would you not play the forward? Because mm-hmm. that card just gets you out of many of pickles, right? Mm-hmm. But I think because of a card like Vaughn, you could easily have the argument to play this in your backup line you, if this is your fifth backup, it's nuts because this card is always coming in active, by the way. Yeah. This card's always coming in active, which is huge. But if you're at four backups, or like some of the lines we were talking about where you have turn one, two, two CP backup, two, two CP backups, turn two, this guy, ready your backups, planet protector, ready everything, and then play like a three drop or something. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you could be at four, you know, four backups on turn two, potentially five. You know what I mean? Like he enables a lot of really good ramp, which the deck wants to do, but also too, you free up some forward space and you could run like the full play set of Vaughn or something else. Cause you're still, you know, you're still getting the value off of Vada and Fina activating everything, but now you don't have to like, I feel like, like Bart's is still a very, very powerful win forward, right? Like you're, you, you still play that card. It's still really, really good. Yeah. But this guy just in mono win just says, Hey, you know, I can try using this one and then just replace it with Vaughn. And that's what Adam Duncan was saying. And at first I was like, no, but I could definitely, and the more I thought about it, I was like, no, I think that's actually okay. I, I, I at least think it's worth trying out. And that's just, and I'm just talking mono win there. Yeah. But we're talking uh, wind X, wind uh, <laughs> X, X, this guy's a stud. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so the first thing that I said when I saw this card is, man, you know, we claim, or we like to complain about name clash, but this is an instance where it's really smart. Thank- God. Yeah, thank God. This is smart design because wind, it, it, like it's on theme for wind to get something mm-hmm. that does this. But if it could be played with that forward bars, we would be in trouble. So they gave us well, this. Thankfully, um, it's kind of cool because it goes in anything else, and it, I'll, it allows for so many fun, weird combos. 
Um, mm-hmm. It helps things like Aria and mm-hmm. other, you know, cool backup tap synergies that are usable with multiple taps. Um, even things mm-hmm. like Alhana Lemon. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, like like the Ultros deck that does some kind of uh, some board-wide mm-hmm. clear wind water, something like that. Some, You know, just there's so much. There's almost infinite potential, uh, especially considering that this backup is basically a plus one CP in alpha four yeah. backups. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that, like you said, he always enters active. This is the only backup that can be used the turn it's played. It's like Magic-style team. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, It seems really good. In a kind of a boring way, but just really good. Uh, it, it is a And, of course, it's gold off the top. It's gold playable. off the top. 99% of the oh, time, it's it. the Yasma mode. Ooh, you you sorry. Love. Uh, 99% sorry. of the time, it's the Yasma mode of choice, right? So it's just like, I don't have mm-hmm. to play this 9 cost. And... Yeah, you, you, I, I think you love all cracking cold Woo! ones. Are you there? Yeah, you are know. you there, detective? Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, so the last spoiler. This one kind of came like really at the last minute, um, and it's a it's a another ice forward. It's a five drop Genova synthesis. Um, five drop category theat rhythm and seven uh, nine, five CP nine K job is Genova. Uh, when Genova Synthesis attacks, each player discards one card from his or her hand. This card's bad, right? Like this, card, this card's it's, bad, right? It's like it's just yeah. I mean, when it attacks, we both discard a card. If it was like so, all right. Uh, <laughs> Ice's five drop slot is mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah, this card does not belong in that lineup. Like yeah, it's cool. like it's like. Hey, who committed the crime? It's like the description is like, oh, he was kind of a tall Caucasian male, long brown hair. And they bring in like four or five Keanu Reeves looking guys. And this Danny DeVito fellow walks in and they're just like, yeah, uh, it's, well, it's not him. Like, look, I'm not sure who it was, but I'm sure who it wasn't. He was between five, two and six, eight. And he had ears. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think not. Genova Synthesis is like, its head is even cocked like, me? And it's like, no, 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 we weren't calling you. We were calling the other Genova card that's hopefully coming in this say. <laughs> God, yeah, this one. Now, this what, one something that would out. be cool is if the Genovas had, like, things where they, like, played into each other or something. Or, like, uh, you know, okay. like, this was, like, like, imagine, like, an evolving, like, dragon or some kind of deck, right, from other mm-hmm. games where, like, oh, this thing, like, a Genova that starts at, like, uh, one or three, and like, it becomes all the different Genova modes, right? Because this yeah. is specifically Genova Synthesis. Like, what if something was just like, oh, search for one Genova Synthesis and put it into play? And so it wound mm-hmm. up being like, you actually almost always play this for less than five, and so it kind of has a slight drawback that's also mm-hmm. like a double-edged sword makes sense, and then maybe this mm-hmm. becomes the next, you know... Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I'm just speculating wildly, which yeah. is my favorite activity. Yeah, spitballing real hard, spitballing yeah. real hard. But yeah, it could be fun. But that's uh that's all the spoilers. Uh, be on the lookout um, for again more community spoilers. Um, our spoiler will actually be coming out this week. Um, I, I'm pretty sure you and Adam Duncan will be doing the uh, the honors on that one. Like I said, I'll be gone. It is a uh, card that we can confirm. Yes, it has four corners. Mm-hmm. It has four majestic sides. And four wonderful angles. And for anybody listening, I'll give you a slight hint. It's on the the Opus Ten Bingo sheet. Ooh, I didn't even know that we were a bingo spot. Yeah, is it? Are we free space? 
No, it's, it's, close. it's sometimes it feels like it. John, I'll tell you after the cast. All right. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, yeah, I, I'm like now furiously kick, clicking around on uh, Facebook. But anyway, continue. <laughs> but uh, so you know, the reason I said I'll be gone when they unveil that is, you know, right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a step back and uh, kind of talk about something fun. Uh, as I spoke on the previous cast, I actually got married this past weekend. Um, and I want to thank, you know, everybody for all the love. I know, John, you had made that post on the uh, Returners page. Me wearing the, the most awesome hat that you got me, by the way. <laughs> thank you, Dude, sir. Th- this thing is sick. And, um, you know, and there was a lot a lot of, you know, community members there. Uh, you know, you were there. Alex Tesmer was there. Sam Tool, you know, made the drive up. Um, it was, you know, Ron, Colin, a lot of my Returners buddies were there. Adam Ethan, and Adam. Adam and Johnny. Yeah, Adam and Drew. That's right. It was it was just absolutely great. Um, Curtis, Steven, again, like all of, and you know, like it just makes, made me feel great. Cause I've made some really, you know, people that I consider really solid friends. And what's I, I would have invited the whole community. If I could, this wedding would have exploded if I invited everybody. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And John, you know, I, I you know, I know you had a great time, you know, there was some dancing, there was some liquor in, we had some, uh, you know, again, these, I, I pretty much the minute you gave me this hat, dude, it did not leave my head until I got <laughs> home and hung it up on my desk. That's right. And I like that you say this hat because I know that it's on that head right now. Oh, damn right it is. <laughs> damn right it is. And, and, and so, again, I said I'd be gone because I'm pretty much going to be on my honeymoon. After we record the cast today, I'm pretty much going to be gone all week. Uh, the, the, I'll see the light of, I'll see the light of day again when, um, you know when Nats when Nats is going on, so I'll Gone definitely fishing. be. You you won't hear my my voice, but I'll be. I will definitely watch when I can. And I'll be there in spirit with my teammates and everybody. But uh, I definitely want to say thank you for all the all the love that I got this weekend from the community. Um, it means a lot. It genuinely does. Um, y'all, I, I love all of you guys, and y'all are some of my favorite some of the favorite people that I've ever had a chance to interact with. And just, you know, having, you know, some of these people here again, I wish if I could have had you all, I would have on, you know, a day that was very important to me. Um, you know, and Sam's a great gal, man. She's uh she's the reason I, I, she gives me the inspiration to do what I do and, you know, l- lets me do what I do. You know, she loves that. I have these nerd hobbies and these things that I like to do. And she's, you know, she's a big part of who I am. So, you know, again, so thank you, everybody. And, John, thank you. But, you know, your weekend didn't end there. It did not, Chris. I spent my weekend kind of uh, double dipping, as it were. Indeed. If we're going to get all of these players together, I'm not going to not mm-hmm. take advantage. Right. So I brought a whole backpack, man. I brought, I brought like, change of wedding clothes, <laughs> backpack full of cards. Um, and I was just slinging all weekend. I, I drove all the way down. So um, Alex and I drove down together. We stayed mm-hmm. with uh, Stevie Argentina himself in his new place. Ooh, nice. um, got to jam a bunch of games there. Then the mm-hmm. next morning, we head over to Curtis's place. We mm-hmm. were jamming with Curtis until it was time to go to the wedding. Then at the mm-hmm. wedding, I probably had like some of the deepest Final Fantasy strategy discussions I've had in a while. Because it's mm-hmm. like... Oh, it's time for just good food and good conversation with, <laughs> with you know, mm-hmm. and it was just a good time. We, of course, you know, um, Sam and I were bricking the format and uh, really just trying <laughs> to, <laughs> we were having a great time. Um, 
it was nice to get to connect with the people who I won't get to see at Nats. Uh, it's kind of crazy mm-hmm. that I was saying to some of these people, "See you Thursday." Um, yeah, you know, it was <laughs> it was really funny to to kind of turn around and fly across the country and hang out with some of the same people. But um, so then we went back to Curtis's, and Curtis was nice enough to let us stay that night. So then the next day we uh, packed up early and. On our way home, we made a little bit of a detour, stopped over at Gamers Heaven to just jam with those guys. They had been yeah. playing for like 10 or 11 hours on Saturday, and they went back on Sunday to play some more. Those guys are grinding hard. They always have, and it shows. And um, mm-hmm. I'll talk a little bit more about that later, of course. But um, So I was jamming with Colin and Nick and Tracy and Chris Miller and those guys over there, Mike Pagnotta, and uh, Alex, of course, was with me. And we just put in like probably like four or five hours over there, just got to jam with those guys, have some fun. Um, I was testing out some of the, some of the stuff I'm going to be taking to Nats probably, and mm-hmm. it was testing really well, so that's always good. Um, wound up tying Nick for first, basically both went 3-0, and, mm-hmm. uh, he was, you know, I was talking about a little bit on the cast earlier. Obviously, you know, Nats is this weekend, I don't want to be, I, I don't want to be blowing up anybody's spot. I don't know what they do or don't want me to say, you know, they were mm-hmm. playing, but, um, we had a great time. It's always good games with those guys. They're great players, so it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um... Raided their bulk foils, and then came home. Yeah, these guys well, have got giant five row boxes, just like bulk foils. Oh, nice! Yeah, nice. Yeah, when something then, sneaks up into relevance, like uh, like Balthier or something like that, are you could just like oh, oh Lenora, <laughs> nice and cheap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Lenora actually got three Lenora foils for you know like fifty cents or twenty five cents each or something like that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, they run a great operation up at Gamers Heaven. I try to get up there whenever I can. Great group of guys, great store. And if you're ever in that neck of the woods, I highly recommend checking it out. I really, really hope that they get uh, some kind of big event. They deserve it next year, honestly. Dude, absolutely. They send so many players to Nats, too, every year. It's like, you know, these guys are Crystal Cup at Gamers Heaven next year. Oh, please, please. Yes. Crystal Cup of Game. I will be. I will be up there in a heartbeat. Please, a heartbeat. they could handle it so well too. People they would, would sell it. so much ramen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sure would. They got all kinds of great food and stuff. Great drinks. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I record a commercial for them every time I'm, uh, I talk about their store. Really, it is so nice. Yeah, um, it's, it's a it's a great operation for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, hopefully, uh, maybe we can uh, we can bounce some of our own series tournaments around and, and see if uh, yeah. we can get something going up there. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the, you know, and we'll talk about that more as that groundwork gets laid, but I know that's something we were kind of talking about, you know, mm-hmm. a while ago. But um, speaking of, uh, you know, great events, um, the last piece of news is the Winter Cup was announced and they showed, okay. So, John, we're going to gush here for a little bit. Um good. Euros was Euros was last weekend. Literally last weekend, Chris. And we've already got not just news for the next event, but just the whole breakdown of the weekend. Uh, so there's some really sick, like like waff sleeves, play mat. Um, there's like participation uh, or like entry, yeah, like entry, um, like merchandise. Um, John, tell, tell you read to me like the breakdown of the week, and there's side events. Holy shit! And this is coming up on like this the, the weekend of December thirteenth. Yeah, so like literally, uh, I guess it was posted fourteen hours ago. So one week after mm-hmm. Euros, 
they were like, hey, the Winter Cup's coming up. Here's the deal. Friday the 13th, we are going to have some various TCG events taking place in the venue, so you're more than welcome to come. Mm -hmm. Saturday's the main event. We cut to day two. Day two on Sunday is going to have side events. We've got all this going on. We've got these brand new, so that gorgeous lawn and rain art that are on the new cards is going to be those full arts. They have a play mat that's like half and half. They have brand new lawn sleeves. They're giving out cactuar promos. This is this event mm -hmm. is popping off, and I'm just so impressed with how fast after Euros they announced this event and how this announcement, the first like lick of them mentioning it has literally all the details. Uh, I think that this is a great precedent to set and we should really be uh, hopefully mm. seeing more of this type of stuff in the future. Yeah. This is no, the kind absolutely. of info dump that we want on these events. It helps you plan with enough time to actually take the time off and get there and, and not have to kind of really like scramble last minute and have like anxiety yeah. over uh, planning your trip. So, no, absolutely. And it, it's really cool to see. And I, I hope, you know, we start seeing some more of that because I'd love to have some more events like that here in, in North America. Like, I'd love to have like our, like an open series like that, you know? Mm hmm. I think that'd be really cool, especially especially like after like their competitive season's kind of over it because Worlds is over at that point, and that's like the beginning of their next season. Because obviously, you know, literally a month after that, we have the reunion down in Florida, which mm -hmm. I guess technically is our Winter Cup style thing. But, like we did that, yeah. Like, that's what I'm not saying. me. Not that I'm taking any credit. You know, of course, James. But it was it was community Taylor, driven. It was it, yeah. exactly exactly. So. You know, I, 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 man, I wish I could go to that. I legitimately wish I lived over there so I could go to that. I think that'd be just an absolute blast. Yeah, but. I agree. But you know, hey, it's uh, we're we are getting finally getting a super super sick playmat for yes. our uh, for our day two at Nats. That's all I got to do, Chris. I got to get that playmat. I need those girls on the table. And I believe you can do it there, sir. I 100% believe you can do it. But, um, you know, that's all we got news this week. So um, I guess we'll go ahead and return you to your regularly scheduled broadcast. Ultimate Guard has some pretty cool stuff. They've got neat sleeves that have magic art on them. They've got katanas, which shuffle really well and have a cool matte finish. They've got all kinds of awesome ways to store your cards and, well golly i just like them use some ultimate guard stuff <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> all right guys we are back and we're gonna go ahead and talk about our main topic this week is nats is here guys it is people are gonna be flying out in you know 48 to you know 72 hours and you know, John, there's a, there's a, you know, the last couple of weeks we've kind of talked about, you know, the whole two deck format, you know, combinations you could see. It's shit or get off the pot time. I hope people, if people are not, if they haven't figured out what they're going to play, man, they, like, it's crunch time. It is absolute crunch time. And, and, and I know it's easier said than done because, you know, you got to make sure the, the, the deck that you've probably already had established for, you know, maybe a month or two. Like, you want to make sure you still, like, you know, you know the lines, you have everything there on that. But now you've got to kind of do all of that again with another deck. And I think really managing that second deck is where a lot of the a lot of this is going to come into play. Um, 
John, you're and you're going to be there. Like this is I, I'm I'm pretty much going to be I've been armchair quarterbacking it pretty much the entire season. Um, John, just kind of tell me from your you don't have to disclose what you're playing anything. I mean, I know what you're playing. Um, a lot of the team does, but what? Like what? What am I trying to say here? You can cut some of this out. No, it's okay. It's okay. So so um. Like been, what kind of what kind of pressure? Like what, how, what's the pressure been like for you to, um, like your training regimen? I guess for lack of a better way to put it. <laughs> well, for one, uh, I, I basically am running the uh, the gym. Everybody else gets to come train in it. So sure. uh, I do spend a bunch of my time running this tournament for you guys. I mean, that's good information, right? I get to see kind of like it's almost this. Uh, you know, like when you get the heartbeat, you got the big pulse and the little pulse. You know, mm-hmm. you know big B, little B. So the big beat is like uh, major tournaments, and the little beat is the returners hideout every in between. You know, sure. see, like, and it definitely is always kind of a reflection of what the last weekend of major tournaments looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps me kind of see, you know, th- there's always new decks getting tested in there. There's always like people are experimenting, people are taking stuff that they know works, and it's cool to see those ideas clash against each other regularly. Um, and especially during this travel, uh, this last weekend, I want to say like. Two weeks ago, or maybe like even a week and a half ago, everybody was kind of still deciding on bulk decks. I mm-hmm. think that uh, last weekend, as I went around, it seemed like everybody had at least one locked in, and they were kind of just hesitant to lock the second. And I think that the just the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like the the availability of that mm-hmm. flexibility is just like. Man, I, I don't really want to just lock in a deck because my second deck could just like I could pivot to counter like anything really, you know. And it's it's it almost becomes like uh, so many levels. It's so hard to predict, right? So it's like, well, what's the meta now? Okay, well, what do people think that the meta is going to be? All right, well then, if they think that that's what the meta is going to be, what are they going to be playing, and how do I beat that? And you're like, okay, you're four levels deep, and now there's probably a bunch of other people who are also four levels deep, but then there's people still on the first level. And, like, mm-hmm. if you're four levels deep, is beating the first level, or are you just still beating the third? You know, it's like, there's so much to it. Um, I think that we talk about it a lot. We've definitely been saying how, like, comfort is key and plays a big part in it. But mm-hmm. um, I think that if you're paying attention, the signs are there for what's going to be around, and you should just make sure you're ready for it. Absolutely. So, John... I'm I'm gonna come at you with what I think some predictions are for Nats, and we're gonna kind of t- we're gonna kind of talk about it, and, and feel free to interject with any of your own objection. So, so going into Nats, I think no matter what people are trying to do, no matter what kind of maybe spicy tech they've got, Fire Ice is still going to be the most played deck at this event. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think that if you are not testing against it, you're crazy. I think that a lot of people think that it checks the box of like the aggressive deck. Um, mm-hmm. It has a lot of really powerful cards in it right now. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised at all to see a lot of fire ice. I, I could th- easily see it making up. You know, you know like it, it's you can't really say the majority of the field right because everybody's bringing a second deck and i think mm-hmm. when you look at people who don't normally play these colors like you know your water players your wind players your lightning players pretty much any other fucking element there's no reason not to at least 
just consider this as deck two because you have something that can be extremely explosive. It has insane tempo plays and it's just filled to the brim with powerful cards. Like I, I think if, if it's a deck that you didn't end up taking, it's one that was probably audibled out at the last minute. Mm-hmm. So like you said, and, and people are playing, you know, and people are going to be playing tech cards. People will be playing Minwoo. People will be playing Forward Aerith. The thing is, those cards, those cards stop certain lines of play, but they don't stop the deck from winning. Right. So while I think those cards are important to kind of restrict what that deck can do, you, you kind of you're, you're essentially really the big piece of the puzzle you're taking out with those cards is Laswell. But the deck doesn't need Laswell to win. So as long as people who are, you know, if, if they haven't played against it, I think it's a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. And I think I think you could do much worse if that wasn't one of your decks that you you chose. You know what I mean? Um, but with that being said, I think the most played card of the weekend overall, this is kind of low-hanging fruit. But I think it's going to be Locke. I think Locke is going to be the card. It's going to be kind of like at Euros, man. I think... I think, you know, we said this last week that, you know, what we saw last week is going to be very indicative of what we've, of what we're going to see this weekend, minus some pet decks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there will be a fair presence of those. Yes. But I, I think it, it could end up being one of those things that every round we cut the stream on, we're going to see lock hitting the table and turning sideways. I think that's a, it's a bit of a low hanging fruit, but I think, I think it's accurate. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's a really strong card, and I mean, there's not really... If you're playing Ice, uh, I'd be surprised to not see him in the deck. Right, and that's the other thing, too. He's a card that encompasses two different archetypes. You know, just Mono Ice, you know, Mono Ice with six is very, very powerful, very popular. And obviously, Fire Ice with six, that's kind of the way to play the deck. Um, So, another one... Um, and we'll kind of you know talk about this one a little bit more too. I think the most hype card of the event mm-hmm. will be Vaughn. I think you're going to have these crazy plays with Vaughn where he hits two just ass busting three drops. Like it'll it'll like you'll play the Vaughn. He'll just they'll just like somehow they'll just hit the forward that really puts they'll hit the air. They'll hit the Noctis. They'll hit you know. It, it's or they'll they'll play it and hit the Adele for the win or something like that. You know, I, I think a card like Von again, it's like watching collected company decks where it's like, oh, what are they going to peel off the top? Oh, here's a reflector mage and a I don't know, fucking you know, it's definitely exciting. Whatever, yeah, and I think that's an exciting card that people. There's going to be some really nutty plays, especially on the five damage. I don't, I don't think we're going to see a lot of misses with that card, and I think that's going to be very important. So I think there'll be some really hype turns with that card, and that's my opinion. What do you think, Joe? Talk to me. Talk to me, Goose. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, starter cards that are going to kind of be all-stars are Terra, mm-hmm. Vaughn, mm-hmm. uh, the new forward Shantoto, mm-hmm. and um, I, I would be surprised to see a little bit of uh, some Rams of play. Yeah, uh, I think Roms will be there. We'll definitely see some Ace in the mix. Oh, Ace as well. Yes, of course. Ace is a very strong card. Um, I think Water Lightning is going to still be popular. 
I think that Excellent. it doesn't have a lot of clash, so people really like it. I think mm-hmm. that uh, Fire Ice is definitely going to be a huge deal. I think that um, Earthwind is just on the rise in general. Uh, people just like a lot of the cards and uh, mm-hmm. put them together. Um, Monofire also uh, just got hype. I mean, did really mm-hmm. well in Euros. Uh, pretty hype. I think that there will be more Wind Water than there has been at recent tournaments, but even though it sure. did really well, people mm-hmm. I, I haven't really heard too many people talking about it. Um, but it's always safe. You know, there's nothing wrong at all with taking that yeah. deck, so I wouldn't be surprised Absolutely. to see a lot of that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know how much Model Water is going to be there. I think Fusoya decks might be a thing, but maybe actually as weird as it sounds, like not really Mono Water for Soya decks. Mm-hmm. I think no, that sure. people are going to play things with just like obnoxiously high burst counts sometimes too, just for yeah. the sake of it. Uh, you know what? It's a room full of people where you, if you expect that this is a room full of the best players in the country, then you expect that everybody's going to be playing really well. So if you mm-hmm. like, if you take skill out of the equation, it's like things like mind games and things like luck, like like uh, mm-hmm. like just you know flipping the right cards into the damage zone. Dude, better uh, lucky than good. Exactly, every time. they have so much more impact because mm-hmm. it just gives you this edge that they can't really do anything oh, yeah. about. Yeah, tur- uh, uh, six pointed uh, damage knocked this, and not much you can do about that. Yeah, just a bop, bop. Yeah. There's a lot of bopping going on at that point, especially if there's one on the board. And I think, you know, with, with Vaughn being as effective as he is, you're, that's a card you're starting to see a lot of again. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of disappeared for a while there. Um, he was kind of pretty much non-existent for this entire meta, really. Um, and I guess it was just people kind of adjusting. Because I, I also think Wind Earth is going to be a very popular deck because that deck is one that you you didn't so much need Dottaluma to win, but like there was just a void with him being gone. And no one really got a chance to effectively mess with it because wind water was the way to go because of the whole Riku and you know, the, that, that whole shit that kind of, you know, really dominated the first part of Opus nine. So I think now people, you know, then you see a card like Vaughn, you can comfortably go back to, that and kind of start filling in the blanks there and you 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 kind of remember that Noctis is still a very powerful card mm-hmm. especially when you don't have an answer for him as the game gets on because like you get a five point of damage Vaughn you slap two three drops down and one of them's Noctis dude get the fuck out of here like you're you're in trouble <laughs> like you're in trouble it's you know what are you gonna do you, get, you just put three bodies on the board and one of them says I dare you to swing so, I so double I think, dog dare you. Oh, dude, yeah, right. So, and it's I, I just think that's a deck that's still going to be very, very powerful, very popular because it still has a lot of the same old tricks. Um, but now it's just got some new, uh, just some new kind of in game power. Um, uh, and now uh, my last prediction that's out and this one's kind of outside the scope uh, obviously there will be spoilers this weekend i would expect that i think we get a wind legend spoiled at nets yeah because we're missing what wind and lightning yeah do you think we get one each day i mean i think that'd be cool uh kageyama but, will be there so there's, right. he's definitely gonna get on the, the screen and i i one. and i think i think the wind legend we're gonna see is pinello i think we're gonna see i think it I, I don't want I don't want to like kind of 
cheat that. I think we're going to see a win legend, and I think that win legend is going to be Pinello. If it's not a win legend, I think we at least see Pinello. Yeah, I think it's the art from the back of the magazine, too. Yes, yeah, I do, too. And I, I feel like when I see art like that, I mean, granted, that Aria is kind of in the same, that Mitsuda art, I believe is who it is, who did that. Um, I could easily see it being a legendary, but I could also see, easily see it being like a rare or a heroic as well. But I, I, I'm keeping I'm keeping positive. I, I'd like to see Pinello be a legendary and be the card that, the Sky Pirate card that they need to just be like, the fuck is this? Like, you know, something <laughs> kind of, I, I want to say, what the fuck is that? Versus, the fuck is this? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The inflection on that that I want it to be. But John, what about you? What do you, what do you what do you think is we're gonna see spoiler wise? Anything uh, anything maybe again? We're we're talking about cards off the table. We're talking about the fun stuff here for a second, the stuff yeah. that everybody can get behind. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, I think that they're probably gonna give us. I mean, what do we have? Uh, two more cards of the week. I think actually, so. maybe maybe it's a little more yeah, than that. I might be. Oh, this ten is right around the corner. Uh, we actually have a couple more because so what the uh, official release is. Like November 9th or something like yeah, that, or it's, so it's the, the week before the Ultros Cup. Right. So I'm actually that's right. I'm out of town for pre-release. So that's the first and second. So that means yep. uh, I think they do they even do one that week? I don't think so, right? Because that's the week that people see the stuff. So we've got like two or maybe three yeah. more card of the week. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it's time to to give us like the guns this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because Euro spoilers, I don't think people are super hype about. <laughs> no, I think I think they were they weren't the best we've seen. Yeah, but I think they were fine. Um, yeah. but yeah, I expect them to. I'd say maybe like four cards total over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Potentially two legends, definitely one legend, and they're gonna let the winner uh maybe reveal it with cogs. That'd be really cool. That would absolutely be cool. And John, you actually gave me a hell of a segue before we start talking more about you know decks. I'm I'm, I'm gonna kind of put you in the hot seat. Um, well, you know, I'm fucking. I'm gonna put you in the hot seat now, John. Ah! And there is no wrong answer here. Let's go. I want you know because top four at nationals this year gets you know they they're the, they're the, they're the four that are gonna round out the world's team. Now, obviously. Anybody who's already qualified, that invite passes down. Because we've got the winners from the Crystal Cups. we got the two Gen Con winners. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have the four here from Nats, which should round out to 12. I want to say you, uh, North America gets 12 spots on the world team this year. Yes. So so we'll know the rest of that team at the end of, uh, at the end of this weekend coming up. Now, before I, before I go to what I want to say, we better – we better get another T-shirt with the world's team on it because I will be there day one to buy it. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. It's like celebrating our team as a community. Yeah, I, I still wear the one from last year. I still have that, that shirt and great. I still rock it. It's a, it's a great shirt. It's very comfortable. So I'm ready for the next one. But with that being said, let's talk about who we think is going to be in that top four. And John, and I know, you're, again, it's going to be a little bit different for you because you're, you're going. And – you know, if you want to say your name, go right ahead. Josh Reiner, Dan Casillas, Alex Tesmer, and uh, Colin Coughlin. No, there, there you go. <laughs> but you know, but that's kind of funny. It's kind of funny you say that because I actually uh, the top four that I have does also include Colin Coughlin. Yeah, Colin. Um, 
I think I would not be surprised at all. This, he, you know, he puts in the work, and he's a yes. good player, and he is, you know, just like uh, very calm and calculated every time I've ever played him. Really thinks mm-hmm. it through, and I think that uh, having like your head on your shoulders, nice and square, mm-hmm. and being calm and collected all day is going to get you really far in this tournament. I agree with that. So we'll go ahead and you know let's kind of do a little breakdown of the top four that I have picked. Now, I'm I'm not going to go in any order except for the last one I name is the one I think is going to win the event. Okay. So you know, like you said, we'll start with Colin Coughlin. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I pick him is you know I, I would love to see pretty much anybody from our team. I'd love to see our whole goddamn team get there. And I think anybody on this team is capable. You, Ron, Curtis, Stephen, Dan, Alex. I mean, Lord Byron's already there. Josh, I think any of these guys are very, very capable of getting onto this world's team. Um, and, and Collins, and the, the reason the reason I picked Colin is he's kind of already had that he's had that experience where like he was right there. He was literally a game away from being on the world's team already against yeah. Lord Byron up in Toronto. So he's no and he's no stranger to these high pressure situations you know he was top i want to say he he was in top eight at gen con as well um either top eight or top 16 at gen con so you know when when the big events guy he knows how to get in there really play smart and just knows just knows what he's doing in these high pressure situations and i i it would i would not be surprised to see him come back you know with that world spot and like I said, I could easily see Ron doing it. I could definitely see Curtis doing it. I could see Steven doing it. Steven would probably black out when it happened. He probably wouldn't remember it. But he'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm on the world team. Uh, I, I could see Josh doing it. Again, I could see um, – Yeah, I mean, that's why – You, you Dan, and Alex all – because I mean, y'all, y'all, there's a reason y'all are you know here in the first place. Y'all are all really strong players, and, and you got your shit together. Um, so, you know, I, I think – I definitely think he could do it. Yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, it's tough because it's like there's probably 50 players I think could get the top four. Dude, right, dude. I think anybody in that fucking room can make it. Like that's how that's how tight the competition is. But I think there's some that like there's names that just stick out more than others. Um, speaking of which, and one that we've mentioned many many times on this podcast. I think now's the time. I think Nick Chanel makes that top four bump. I think Nick Chanel, here's a guy who just always has strong play. Um, just is always like when you, when you see names like winning tournaments or being in top cut or always on the grind, you see Nick Chanel. Because he won four LQs and I think he top cutted like four or five more. Right. Right, I and mean, he he put half he put like half his team, uh, it, you know, at Nat, he put them there. You know what I he mean? He literally gave away trophies. Yeah. So like <laughs> he's had a he's had a monster season, and you know it, it's his the, the styles of decks he likes to play are like they're really coming into their own right now. So when when, when the cards are favoring the player. Yeah, that's a good sign. That's a really good sign for, yeah. for that player. Oh, absolutely. So, so I, I definitely would not be surprised to see Nick Chanel really going deep in the hunt. Um, my next one, I think, is uh, and and there's a couple reasons this guy's on the list. I'm talking about Chris Lopez. One, because he's the defending national champion. So you know, as the great warrior poet Nature Boy Ric Flair once said, "To be the man, you got to beat the man." And I think Chris Lopez is a very, very strong player. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's no stranger to going to Worlds. He was on the team last year. And his other two, like, 
teammates, two of his other teammates are already on the world's team. So you know they're you know they're they're really deep in the lab and testing. And I I, I would not be surprised to not just see Lopez in top four, but to see him in the finals. Mm-hmm. So I mean we I mean we we know the name. He's good. He's just a really really strong solid player. They they can they take risks on certain cards. Sometimes when I say that I mean. You know when they were playing that Wind Earth or yeah Wind Earth with like Sephiroth and Renoa in it. That that's some kind of outside the box shit there, and it it's paid off for them in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they do they do have these card evaluations and they make these you know kind of off the beaten path choices and they usually work out in their favor because you know usually the math and the reasoning behind it is very sound. But so I see Lopez in the finals, but the man I see taking this whole thing this whole weekend. It's time. He's fallen short so many times this season. Kyle McGinty wins U.S. Nationals 2019 or North American Nationals 2019. He could do it. No, I I, I think he wins it, and I think he wins it clean, John. I well, think he's got he's got the chops. You see, you, you look look at the stats, right? The numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie, Scott Steiner. Steiner. I, I, <laughs> No, I I definitely think this is his event. You know, and because last year, you know, was kind of a fluke. He actually had to jet early. I uh, know there like something came yeah, up, and he had to, he had to like fly that. out like beginning of day two, and he had to play against Hunter Nance like right off the bat. So there's one of those divergent points, and that's a name that I haven't mentioned. Yet. I, I I I he's another one going back. There, we said there's 50 people in the room that could do it. Yeah. I could easily see Hunter going back to the world's team. Mm-hmm. I think just, he's just a smart card player and knows how to just knows how to work the angles in this game, knows what cards do, when to play them. The dude, the dude is just a smart, smart card player. Mm-hmm. So he's had a quiet season, but that doesn't mean he doesn't come to Nats and just completely just, just obliterates your shit while you're playing. And he can mm-hmm. easily do it. Mm-hmm. But no, Kyle McGinty, Kyle McGinty's the guy. This is his year. I see him holding the uh, the trophy there and joining the world's team when all the dust settles. So wow, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a solid list, man. I mean, I've definitely got a couple of similar names. Um, all right, so I'll just do my top four again in the same in the same mm-hmm. way that you did yours. Um, mm-hmm. I think that somebody who's kind of overdue to have a big performance at at uh, Nats is is Muhammad. I think mm-hmm. Muhammad, Cards of the Eagles player, I think he puts in a ton of work. I think he grinds a lot of the games. He's one of those players we were talking about. It's kind of a specialty player, but he's so darn good at mm-hmm. that color that, like, he's going to be able to get that win with it. It's the other deck that he's worried about, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he has always performed really well, is really smart, uh, analyzes a lot of his plays, and has that, mm-hmm. that kind of deliberate practice that is really going to pay off in a tournament like this. Oh no, I agree a hundred percent. He he's somebody that when you sit across the table from him, you're going you're going to get you're, you're going to see very few mistakes. You're going to get very very solid play from start to finish. Um, he he's a player that doesn't like to quit until either the cards are gone from the deck or the clock hits zero. So you know, and he's he's very quick to analyze right after a game's over to th- rethink lines that makes him better going into the next round. And as far as I understand, Muhammad's also the only player who's had an entire crystal cup going undefeated until finals. Yeah. Like they won day one and that. two. Nothing so. at all. The Sheikah stick. Almost Sam tool. 
Almost. Oh man, almost. Yeah. Almost. Horseshoes and hand grenades, isn't that right, buddy? Oh, boy, boy howdy, <laughs> boy howdy. There's an episode name for you. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, it, it's going to have to definitely be something to do with our our NFL. <laughs> <laughs> theme tonight um, yes. but anyway uh yeah so i, I think that uh he's somebody who i mean he's like at the top of our ranking chart right now or, or near the top yeah. um just always consistent consistent performer and consistency mm-hmm. is what's going to help you in this two deck format so 100 um, percent. yeah to put uh, i'm i mean i hate to steal uh another one of your names so actually this wasn't in your top four but hunter nance was in my top four sure um, so Hunter is the kind of guy who, like you said, he he's had a little bit of a quiet season. Well, here's the thing, right? Hunter showed up to Arizona. Arizona was, we all know, it was wacky. I had a, mm-hmm. I I didn't see anything I really expected. I had a, a not so great day on mono water. Uh, like Hunter went o three, I think, and dropped. Not to not to publicize this for you, Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. But I, you know what that does to a player like Hunter Nance? Oh man, it's he's like that's not going to happen again. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that again. Uh, I think he wants to be back on this world's team. I think he loves what? this game, and I think that part of his like, just like who he is, is loving this game and, and playing uh, Magic in this game at such a high level that he does is he just like a tournament like Nats and a tournament like Worlds. That's what he's playing for. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to get in that room and play those players. I think that uh, that he a two deck format really, really is beneficial for a player like him. Where he's super comfortable navigating a lot of different matchups, and one of, and one of the best things about having Hunter at an event, right, is it's a win-win for everybody else involved, right? Because we get to see him do well, we'll get to see him continue and be on the world's team. If we don't, we get to see an amazing food journey for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> so it's it's, every, it's everything you love: great card play or like amazing food. You got to hit the uh, hit those spots. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So no, I, I again, I, and I, I know I, I talked about him earlier. Hell of a player. Would not be surprised one bit to see him back on the world team. Absolutely. Yeah, and then uh, to double dip again, but really, um, I, I don't think this could be understated enough. And I honestly don't think he gets enough credit or recognition uh, nationally. And it's Nick Schnell. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, I mean, I think that a lot of people write off our area sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's tough as hell over here, man. And locally, uh, I, and now everybody says that, right? But really, we're talking like Virginia, Pennsylvania. I mean, between our three stores, it's like 15 or so. Like It's like something high, some crazy mm-hmm. number of, of people going to nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, multiple worlds players, these guys have to you know grind against. Nick just mm-hmm. walks around just crushing LQs and giving trophies back to people. Like, I mean, this guy has another one. He practices, he practices, he practices. Like you said, the decks that he likes to play are coming into favor. I mean, people are are, are basically coming crawling to him asking for advice on something. Oh, dude, <laughs> he knew this moment would come. They're just coming to him, just groveling. Yeah, and ask, is, asking uh, about red card advice. And you know what? And he's happy to give it to him because yes. He is such a great guy. He is always, mm-hmm. always on the grind, always practicing, and he has some really, really good insight and takes on the game. So Absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him in there. All right, and and finally, who I think is going to win, man, uh, I think if he wasn't commentating, Okamoto has been dangerous. Mm-hmm. I think he's been on a tear. I think that the two-deck format benefits him 
a lot. Mm-hmm. I think he always shows up playing whatever, whatever mm-hmm. suits his mood, and does well with it. Mm-hmm. But all of those traits also apply to another player, Chris. Somebody who is playing. Mm-hmm. Somebody who a win like this is honestly overdue. Mm-hmm. He's already on the world's team, and maybe that you know it's a little bit of a boring answer. But Colin Rupert, I think, could absolutely take nationals. Oh, one hundred percent. Because here's a guy who's got all the fundamentals, right? He's just really smart play. He kind of goes back to what you were saying, right? With every week, you know, when he would always look at what won the week before and just give it the old-fashioned go, right? Yeah, I was going to say that, man. He has played almost every, like, if if a deck that, like, we knew won, whatever, like, the next most, you know, well-performing deck that he just, like, wasn't sure. I mean, he plays in Every single one of our returners hideout events. Yeah. He plays in every single one. He plays different deck almost every time. And he mm-hmm. almost always wins. He's on the top of the leaderboard. Uh, mm-hmm. Like almost so far ahead of people that he could go 0-3 and it's still not even close. And, he's and got like, so much data. Like he's just he's just compiling so much data for this event, man. He is an extremely strategic player. Mm-hmm. He sees turns a lot of you know so many moves ahead, and honestly, like uh, he's he's looking games ahead in two out of three, mm-hmm. right? This guy's got a plan for the whole match when he sits down and which deck mm-hmm. he picks first. Um, I think that he is an excellent player. I think that the two deck format is also a huge benefit for him, mm-hmm. and that player's skill is going to determine a lot of the top cut and, and yeah. those final matches and those 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 crazy moments where like you're looking at a board that you've somehow never put together before you know like it's, it's just one of those those mm-hmm. crazy matches where everybody's playing with their back against the wall playing their absolute heart out i think that he's great in those situations i, mm-hmm. I don't know that i've ever seen this guy have pressure really like affect him in those moments he's still Cobb, cool, collected, calculating player. Um, excellent, excellent guy, excellent player. And uh, I'm sure Nick Schnell would love them nothing more than for the two of them to see each other in the finals. Oh, absolutely. So point is, John, it's it's anyone's ball game, right? Like, I, I think the competition is going to be really, really fierce. It's going to be super, super stiff. And I think I, I like to think that a lot of people have their – like they have the decks they're going to play. Now they're just ironing out numbers and tech choices. Um, if if not, again, it's shit or get off the pot time for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, John, is there anyone you're looking forward to playing against in that? Someone maybe you haven't had the chance to play against. Is there is there is there a player in particular that you want to sit sit across? Goodness, you. Um... So last year, I got to sit across from some players and play some games that literally just immediately created like a great friendship with this person. Like, like I played against Sam Tool for the first mm-hmm. time at uh, Nats mm-hmm. last year, and we had just like one of the best games I've ever played, and now just great friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I, there are some people who uh, who every time I play a game against them, they're just excellent, awesome games. I would love to uh, uh, Sam Prime, Sam Prime, Sam Prime. Sam Prime is always a pleasure, <laughs> and we always go like down to the wire. Um, mm-hmm. I would really like to get rematches against uh, some of the Meta Potion guys. I'd like mm-hmm. to play uh, David Cox again, so, so maybe he can beat me on stream and get his uh, 
get it back, take it back for me. There you go. <laughs> um, who I would like to not play are anybody from my like just basically the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's you it's fun to get to play each other. The West Coast. Yeah, exactly, man. I'm going all the way out here. Like one of the best parts about going to Arizona was just getting to play in this field of awesome people who I never really get to bond with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know that there's anybody who's on that invite list who I wouldn't really just genuinely appreciate a game against. So, okay, I'm glad you said that. So I've got two more mild predictions. Hit me. Dark Crystal Cup predictions? Um, round one. Round one is going to be, because it happens at every event that they're at together, round one at Nationals for, what, the second year in a row, we're going to have Curtis Kang versus Colin Rupert, round one. <laughs> And we're going to have John Schreiner against Big Donkey Dick round one <laughs> again. Just, just me and Big Donkey Dick himself. Yeah, he's, he's playing this year, man. Yes, he is. Yes, Gabe he is. is playing this year. And Gabe is, uh, you know, I think not to be underestimated. He's, uh, you know, judged the game for a long time. He knows it in and out. He's, uh, mm-hmm. he's, <laughs> he knows how to sling some cards. Big donkey and, uh, dick himself. Indeed. And uh, speaking of a quick judge shout-out, I know Ryan Galloway is judging pretty much the entire weekend, so big shout-out to him. Um, I can't, You couldn't ask for a better member of the judge staff. I, I'm, I don't know if Andrew Good is judging or not, but I know um, I know. You know, Ryan Galloway will be really, a really good addition to that team for sure. So, um, But, John, like, dude, you know, the the weekend is almost upon you. Are are are, are the bulls ready? Have, have you rallied the troops? Are you guys like, ready? Yeah, I mean, Chris, like I'm literally when we stop recording this, I have like decks to sleeve to make sure I like things are just getting ready. Like it's time to bust out the fancy sleeves and the over sleeves, and uh, and you know get get the bling on max bling. Mm-hmm. Uh, dig out anything I think might be relevant and kind of like really just uh, trim down what I'm gonna bring to just like. You know, a couple core decks, and so I, you know, I gotta travel across the country, man. I can't bring it all. True, gotta make it uh, all. Unless you're Cody, he'll bring it all. Well, I don't think he brought it all to Nashville. Maybe fuck yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, some um, people believe in bringing it all. I mean, I know Zach Burrell for a fact will have his backpack with his binders that has every playset, you know, of every card. Like, there you go. but uh, I, I've fallen for the audible the night before trap at tournaments my whole life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think at nationals this year, I think in two deck format, um, I think to a certain extent you got to stick to your guns. Yep, absolutely. But that's it for me, Chris. That's all I've got tonight. I, I want. I think I before we sign off, I think the best piece of advice I can give, and this is, I mean, it's nothing. I mean, who am I, right? Who am I to give advice? But just managing the clock I think is going to be the most important thing of the weekend I legitimately do yeah managing the clock is tough it's something that is hard to practice it it is because I I think it's going to come down to and and I think I think if you can't manage the clock I think your deck choices were incorrect yeah I mean because you have to be aware that if you're playing certain decks you know you've got to your pace of play has to be up, and you can't just be spending the whole seventy minutes being like asking your opponent to play faster, you know, because that's just gonna like you don't want to get anything for rushing people. But either. I, th- I think you can under uh, under how important that is. And again, before we sign, I'm 
best of luck. And, you know, I want to give uh, just a little bit extra, just a little bit extra to all my teammates that are playing. Um, you guys busted your ass all year for this. Um, you know, you, you grinded out the LQs. You, you performed at Crystal Cups, and here you are. And I would love to see, I would love to see a sea of blue jerseys in day two. Um, so again, man, just, just good luck to everybody on the team. Good luck to everybody playing and, and good luck to you, John. Um, you know, I can't wait to hear about, you know, pretty much the weekend. Um, you know, see, I can't wait to hear about all the margaritas you drank, who you hung out with. I can't wait for you, you know, cause on the next cast, we're obviously going to break down your weekend. We're going to break down the, you know, we're going to break down the event. I've actually written down all these predictions. And we're going to see what came true. Um, but, you know, you know, I, I hope you have a great tournament. But also, you know, I know you're going to have a good time. Um, make sure you give everybody there my best. Um, I wish I could be there. Um, got some, uh, I got some, I got some fun honeymooning to do this week. So I'm, I'm sad that I'm not there. But you know what? I'm, I'm not all that upset because I got, you know. We're we're uh, you know we're a married man now. We got uh, <laughs> we got our husbandly duties and fun stuff to do all weekend. So or all week, I should say. It's gonna be a great time. Um, but you know, with that being said, John, is there anything you want to add before we sign off? No, Chris. I mean, just great. I mean, great luck. Great luck. All good, the luck. Good luck and great luck to everybody playing this weekend. I can't wait to see you all there. If you're somebody that I somehow haven't met yet, please come up and say hello. Feel free. Um, we're definitely going to be putting this out before Nats. So, you know, listen to it on the plane, on the train, on the automobile, however you're going to get there. Um, you know, one of the highlights of my trip to Arizona was just all the love I got from everybody. And um, I even had people like Greg Cole come up to me and do, like, impromptu detective intros. And so Beautiful. it was, like, it was great. It was amazing. It was something else. Um, it really, your support means everything to us, guys. This is why we do what we do. So... Um, if I haven't met you and you have any kind of desire at all to chat, come Hello. chat. If you want to get on the cast, feel free to pitch yourself to me. While you <laughs> do whatever you want to do. Uh, you know, we're just happy to mingle, 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 make some friends at these things. We made so many friends last year. I can't wait to make more this time around. So it's going to be a good time, Chris. And I think that's about all for us guys. So until next time, we're uh, signing off. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes. All right. So I'm just going to start whenever because, you know, you can you know how to do the music. Oh, I know how it'll it'll happen. The music all comes in later. Trey. Welcome to this special broadcast of the RVA Returners Podcast. Oh, oh, right. my, my Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast. Locke is like, oh yeah, you thought you could get away with it? Dude, I'm like, why do I why do I hear the intro? Like Can you can you put this as like an Easter egg at the end? <laughs> Oh my goodness, what? dude! I can't I, believe that. I literally was like, "What? I, why do I, Chris? Why are you playing the intro along with your, with your thing?" <laughs> <laughs>